Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Hey, good day, everyone. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, and welcome to another episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Hey, I'm glad that you could be with me today. And of course, it's day five of the National Financial Literacy Month. And each day this month, I'll be sharing just more insight into the importance of financial literacy and how it impacts your life. So thanks for being with me, and I hope that you're enjoying this series. Now, what I'm going to talk about today are the different components of financial literacy and also some facts about it. The assumption that everyone understands what it is is an assumption itself. So I want to share even more about it with you. But before I get started, I'll just give you a little bit of background about myself. Uh, I've been involved in advocate for financial literacy for decades. Yeah, I know I look a little young, but I've known about it for decades and I've always participated in it to include starting a junior achievement program out in Illinois when I was assigned there with Scott Air Force Base. I was a part of Headquarters Communications Command and uh, the community was looking for a project. So we decided on a junior achievement where it teaches youth how to start a business, financial literacy, and more. And they also sold products into the community. So uh, it was always something that I've always been a part of. And as I've mentioned in the previous episodes, I was a financial analyst with Mobile Oil Company, served in the United States Air Force as an Air Force officer for over 20 years and 12 of those years in the Pentagon. And I worked on budgeting, finance, cost analysis, acquisitions management, and I ended my career working in legislation. So uh, I have a breadth of of experience. But uh, I'll go on now, digress, and I will move on into this segment. So what I'm going to talk about now is financial literacy, and I'm going to talk about it from the different components of financial literacy. And there are seven of them, so I'll talk to all of them. Uh, One is earning money. People always ask me, how do you become rich? I said, well, it will not happen unless you start working. (laughs) Most people work for a living. Most do not inherit, uh, have an inheritance, and most of them do not win the lottery. And so we have to earn money. That's the starting point. And then when we earn money, we spend money, even by virtue of transportation back and forth to work, meals, lunch uh, when you go to work, and and regular needs and wants that people have in addition to saving. And then we have uh, savings and then we have investing. And uh, then we have borrowing and we have protection, that's insurance. And so if we look at each of them, again, working is when you're earning the money, spending is when you take that money and you apply it to your needs, your wants, and then your savings. And then the savings comes in. Well, you can save in many ways. You can have an IRA account, a 401k plan. Uh, You can also invest in stocks and real estate. So that's another component. And then we have investing. 
uh, now nowadays a lot of people invested in cryptocurrency and other types of instruments on the virtual platform. And so we want to look at that and then borrowing. I'm going to delve into that a little bit more because unfortunately, a lot of people don't read the fine print and the loan that they get when they borrow and it costs them a lot of money, especially for our people who have student loan and the student loan debt crisis that the United States is in right now. And then insurance, which is very important. And there are different forms of that. And I'll talk about those uh, more. And so I'm talking right now about the different co components and I will continue uh, in this process. And uh, thanks for being with me again today. So uh, what does financial literacy mean? And this is to help people who really have heard about it for the first time. And you'll be amazed that there are a lot of people that have it. And the reason why is because it's not mandatory in schools. It should be mandatory in elementary, middle, and high school as a minimum. And then when a person goes to college, some people still don't understand because they never had a discussion with their parents like me. <laughs> I never had a discussion with my parents about money. Uh, I was just trying to grow up a young kid in uh, rural North Carolina. And that was just not a discussion that take, took place because both of my parents worked. And then of course I was doing my thing in school. And so uh, when it comes to financial literacy, it means the ability to effectively use financial skills and it includes personal financial management, investing and budgeting. So let me go over that again. The financial literacy means the ability to effectively use financial skills. It includes personal financial management, investing and budgeting. And let me give you a short story on this and it, it applies to me. Well, I'm one of 10 children born to my parents oldest son and the second oldest child. So you can imagine when I was coming up for graduation, there was not even a penny that my parents could give me to help me to get to college for tuition and room and board, books and, and other things. And so what happened? What did I do? I got a job. <laughs> First of all, my, my relatives came to my graduation. I think I had maybe $350 that I had. But then I started applying for grants and I was able to get grants to attend college for four years because when you have two parents who, who may earn very little at their factory jobs, they could not afford to send me. And so I got a job my first freshman year, first semester, a, a electrician apprentice from a family member uh, that we had, a friend of our family, and he helped me to learn how to do electrical work. It was shocking to say the least. <laughs> and then I uh, came home for first summer after my freshman year and I, I didn't I apply for UPS, but I didn't get the job immediately. So I went and worked in a factory. So I did factory work for a couple of weeks until my life was threatened by one of the employees there because I was the, the college guy. And so that didn't work out. And I started helping my family out in their community grocery store which was their side hustle. And what happened, I got a call from UPS. Then that was a dilemma. I live 50 miles from UPS. So I borrowed a neighbor, a widow, borrowed her car and I drove until I could afford my own. And so I went in and I uh, worked at UPS. Then I was able to afford a, a vehicle. And uh, then after that, of course, I graduated, went to ROTC, went to basic training for six weeks with no plans of ever joining the ROTC program. But since my buddy raised his hand, I raised mine as well. 
And so I, I uh, went through the two-year program. They paid me about $100 a month. And then I was commissioned a second lieutenant on the day that I graduated from college. And I served in the Air Force for 20 years. So my experience with money has all been about working, improving step by step, every step of the way. So I learned uh, some financial skills, personal financial management. I learned how to invest and budget as well. And I know that many of you are are done the same as well. We all have a different journey and yet we still end up in a similar place because we did not give up. And I, I really, uh, really inspire you uh, to not give up. So let's talk about uh, some of the variables of financial literacy and there are several. So let's talk about gender. You know, men and women, they handle money different ways. You know, their relationship with money is different. The age. You know, older people are probably are better savers than younger people because they've pretty much had everything they ever wanted or needed. And so then they started saving and some invest along the way. And then occupation. Uh, I mentioned that I was in the military. I worked for UPS. I worked for mobile oil company. And so I had a lot of different occupations, as many of you do as well. And then marital status. Some people remain single their entire lives. Others marry some divorce, remarriage, so it differs. And then the education level of an individual also is commensurate to what their income is. And now with technology and the virtual platforms being what they are, the uh, what you would say the playing field's kind of been balanced out because now you can do work as a side hustle, uh, even if you're working on a job until you make earn as much as you did on your job to do it on your own as a solopreneur or entrepreneur. And so those are some of the things that take place. So let's talk now. I talked about the components of financial literacy. And now I want to talk about some facts about a financial literacy month. Number one, financial literacy is lacking. And we know it's lacking because we see all the debt that people are in with their credit cards, with their mortgages. Inflation is not helping. The price of gas is not helping. Price of food is not, not helping. The war in Ukraine is not helping because it impacts the price of gas. So in the United States, one out of every five people lack basic skills of financial literacy. No surprise, and I'll repeat this. Financial literacy is lacking. And in the U.S., one out of every five people lack basic skills of financial literacy. And then men are more financial literate than women. And I'm not saying this to say, well, that one gender is more smarter than the other. I'm just saying it from the facts, from the research that, that I uh, found here. And it states that 29% of working women showed basic skills of financial literacy, whereas 47% of men demonstrated basic financial literacy skills. And perhaps that's a component or uh, subset of the fact that uh, men traditionally have worked and, and women have traditionally worked at home, stayed at home. And it's really, it's work. You know, you're raising your kids, you're keeping the house going. That's a lot of work. And women aren't paid. It's reported that if uh, the government were to give money to people, women who uh, work from home or stay home and take care of the family, it would be in the billions of dollars because of the, the person hours associated with it. And so we know that 85% of all money in the household is actually managed by women. But when it comes to the financial literacy aspect, 
29% of working women showed basic skills of financial literacy, whereas men, 47% of men demonstrated basic financial skills. And we all know that the uh, wage gap uh, plays a great role in, in this as well. And another thing is loans are not understood properly. And this, this goes not only for student loan debt, for personal loans and business loans. People don't read the fine print. And the next thing you know, they're paying exorbitant amounts of money if they miss a payment or they have a health issue that impacts them. So 54% uh, of student loan holders don't know about their future monthly payments before taking out their loans. So it's something that's not explained. I know from personal experience because I was working with my daughter and we were waiting for the different um, aid, financial aid package to come in. And one school, uh, they said, hey, you've been accepted. We're going to send you a financial aid package. We received the financial aid package and it was $41,000 worth of student loan debt. No grant from the school, no scholarships. Even though my daughter is a 4.0 student and she's taken college classes before, she's an honor student her entire life. And yet this school did not even provide one penny towards her education for a scholarship, a grant or anything, just straight. And so we calculated it for over the course of four years, and that's $178,000. And uh, I just think that, that there's something wrong with that picture. And that what's wrong with that picture is they would not see us on campus. <laughs> okay, so let's go to a few are financially educated. It's according to national survey, 20% of adults have participated in financial education. That number is way too low. It should be much higher. And again, as I stated before, uh, financial literacy should be a requirement in elementary, middle, and high school. And now, uh, since the students did not uh, go through it in those years of school, K through 12, uh, they have a challenge on their hands once they get to college because you have to be able to navigate uh, the monies uh, for your financial aid over the course of the first year and the fourth year. And then lastly, uh, when it comes to uh, facts, Personal finance skills are very, very important. And uh, as I mentioned in the earlier episode that women earn 83% for every dollar a man uh, earns. And so that wage gap and gender gap for pay, it really needs to be improved. And so uh, this takes care of day five of the National Financial Literacy Month. And I hope that you're getting uh, something out of this. Uh, you can always send me an email at info at paulvanspeaks.com or give me a call at 800-341-6719. Uh, also, if you look at this banner, I'm also offering 50% off on my financial fitness course uh, that is a virtual course that helps people to become financially literate and also leads them to become financially free through the principles that are included in it. So uh, go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review this episode, episode two, 211. And I thank you for your time and I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Again, my name is Paul Lawrence Van. I appreciate you and I'll see you on day six. Have a good Thanks day. Thanks for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
to get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.